Good morning. It is an awesome morning to be here. Um, just great to, again, just to see each of you and be in this beautiful place. Um, you ever felt like you were just tied up or bound up? You're trying to accomplish something, and um, you just couldn't get free. You may have learned to adapt to um, to get by. The one thing that I remember, I've had a few orthopedic problems in my life, but shoulder surgery is tough. No, Helen's going through her recovery right now, and that's why I can sympathize with her a little bit. But shoulder surgery is tough. I had my shoulder operated on several years ago, and I had to leave it strapped to my body for weeks. Seemed like months or years, but I mean, it was like I was just completely, completely tied up. Never forget it was when Abby was pretty small, and she was still playing basketball, and we'd gone to Pat Summit's basketball camp. And... Um, She's on the floor playing, and Pat Summit came up to talk to me. She saw my arm, and she came up in the stands to talk to me because she was battling a shoulder problem, was getting ready to have the same surgery I was. And this was, I think, a week past my surgery, and I'm still hurting. I mean, I was still hurting, and I think she could see that I was hurting. And she came up in the stands and said, Are you okay? And I said, Yeah, I said, I'm fine. I said, I. I had this surgery about a week ago. I said, I'm still hurting pretty bad. I said, I need to take something. She said, let me get you a water. And she went and got me a water. And came back up in the stands and sat with me. And she says, uh, I'm going to have to have this surgery. How is it? I looked at her. I said, Coach Summit, I know that you're probably tougher than I am. I said, but I've hurt every second since I've had it. I'm ready to be rid of this and, and to be pain-free. And I think she did recover from her surgery a little bit better than me because she is tougher, or she was tougher than me. But I'll never forget when I finally got to get rid of that and I could move my arm a little bit. I couldn't move it. I mean, it was right here. Now, I learned that I'm right-handed and it was my right arm, but thankfully I can do some things with my left hand besides hold my cornbread. <laughs> I learned to do a few things with my left hand, so I got by. But I'll never forget when I when I finally got rid of what had me bound. And I could move it again. I felt free. But I still tried to do things with my other hand. You know, I would forget that, hey, this one is okay. So it took me a while. So when you're bound up, sometimes you forget the ability that you have. Sometimes when I'm bound up, I forget the ability I have, and I start depending on something else. And this morning, I want to talk about spiritual freedom. How we can get so bound up spiritually that we forget the power that we have. And how we don't have to be bound up because we are free. I'm going to start by reading some scripture. I'm going to read from John 8. I'm going to read verses 31 through 36. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, 
and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We're descendants of Abraham and have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for our freedom, Lord. Just thank you for being here with us this morning, Lord. I, I pray that as we study this scripture, Lord, that, that you free us up. You, you, you make us be the people that you, you want us to be, that you create us to be, Lord. I just pray that everyone here, Lord, that, that hears this message or someone who may be listening online, Lord, they receive it, and they receive that spiritual freedom that comes only from you. In Jesus' name, amen. What does it mean to be set free? What does it mean to be set free? If you look at the dictionary, you can find a, dic- a, a, a definition of, of freedom. It says the state of not being imprisoned or enslaved. How many of us are truly free today? Of course, we live in the United States of America. Aren't we all free? In our Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson writes, We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal. That they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. That among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's in our Declaration of Independence. Of course, we know that when this was written, slavery was still legal in the United States. Matter of fact, slavery was legal until December the 6th, 1865, with the ratification of the 13th Amendment. But since December 6, 1865, we live in a country that does not allow a person to be enslaved to another person. So since we live in a country that doesn't allow slavery, why am I talking about freedom? Again, the freedom I'm talking about this morning is spiritual freedom. It's spiritual freedom. Often we're bound up spiritually and we don't even know it. We're so bound up, we're so used to it, we don't even realize that we're bound. Because we learn to get by. We learn how to survive. You see, we're so wrapped up in sin, and so used to the effects of sin, it's hard to recognize that we're spiritually tied up. We're spiritually bound. We're spiritually limited. But we think we're okay. We think we're okay. Again, we get so used to living in this state that we think that we're okay. But we're literally limited because we are bound by the sin that we allow to remain in our lives. We cannot achieve these things because we're unwilling to fully submit to God. We're unwilling to give certain things up. For us to be truly free, we've got to give a few things up. So we must first know where freedom comes from. See, verse 31 and 32 tells us, it says, Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You see, the truth will set you free. 
What is truth? What is truth or who is truth? John 14.6 tells us Jesus clearly states who the truth is. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, the truth is found in Jesus. In Jesus alone. He clearly tells us that the only way to the Father is through him. The only way to spiritual freedom is through him. It's pretty simple. If we want to be truly free spiritually, we've got to put we've got to put all of our cares on Jesus Christ. We've got to start living for him and him alone. And you may be sitting there thinking, hey, I've accepted Christ as my personal Savior. He died for my sins. I've been set free. And if you're sitting there thinking that, I say, praise the Lord. It's the best decision, the most important decision you will all ever make in your life. Accepting Him, accepting Him is the ultimate of things we can do. It sets our relationship with Him in place. You see, salvation is without a doubt the world's greatest gift. It's the greatest gift possible. Christ suffered, died, was buried, and rose again for us. For us. Praise the Lord. Through Christ, we're not enslaved. Our, our future can't hold us back. Our limitations can't hold us back because now we have his power. You see, but you can be saved and still be tied up. You can be saved and still be tied up. I know I am at times. There's, there's times that I just can't let go of something. There's times that I won't fully submit because I'm too proud. There's times that I just don't want to let go of something. You see, we're literally limited because we're bound by the sin that we, won't allow, that we allow to remain in our lives, that we are not willing to give up. We cannot achieve the things that God calls us to achieve because we're unwilling to fully submit to God. We've got the power. He's given us everything we need, but we're unwilling to set aside, to, to take to the altar the things that are holding us back. Because there's some things that we like. There's some things we want to keep. You see, when we accept His grace, we're saved. We're saved. But we still let sin creep in, don't we? We still let sin creep in. And there's some sins that we just... They're, they're just harder to let go of. They're harder to admit... The harder to let go of, and sometimes we don't even realize that we're holding on to them. The only way to realize it is by just getting closer to Jesus Christ every day. Staying in his word. Fellowshipping with, with each other. Serving each other. But the big thing is we have to repent. And there's sins that we really... Again, we've, we've done so long, we, we don't even realize that we're, we're committing these sins, or we just don't want to give them up. 
I want us to, I want to ask you a rhetorical question. Please don't answer this out loud. Please. I'm not going to answer mine out loud. Yeah, I thought my mom was going to be here, but I think she's listening, so I'm not going to. <laughs> but please don't answer this out loud. But I want you to think to yourself. I want you to think to yourself, what's your favorite sin? Not necessarily your favorite, but the one that the one thing that you know is wrong, but you're not willing to give up right now. We all have them at times, but what is it? It could be a grudge. It could be hatred. It could be envy. It could be greed. It could be that we're not being truthful about something. I can't answer that for you. That's why I want you to think about it to yourself. You see, again, it could be, even be something that, that I haven't mentioned or I haven't even thought about because it's different for each one of us. But what I want to tell you today is don't let these things tie you up. Whatever it is, don't let it tie you up. Don't be enslaved because of them. You see, Christ has given us our freedom. We need to accept it. We need to accept it. Whatever is on your heart, whatever that you, that's keeping you bound spiritually, give it to Jesus. You see, that's what he died for. That's why he saved our soul. You see, if we're still living bound, it's time to let go. How do we do this? How do we do this? Again, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we're too proud. Sometimes it may be something we don't want to let go of. But we need to repent. And if you're not sure how to repent or you've forgotten how to repent, let me remind you. See, we need to let that sin, whatever sin it may be, whatever may have us bound up spiritually, we need to lay it down. We need to give it to Jesus. When we give to him, it cannot tie us up anymore. You need to ask the Lord to forgive you. Say, Lord, forgive me. And then you need to turn away and walk towards Jesus. So lay the sin down at the altar. And turn away from it and walk right towards Christ. That's what it means to repent. To lay it, lay it down, leave it there. And walk towards Jesus. That's what it means to be repent. If you want to be, that's what it means to repent. If, we, if you don't want to be bound up anymore, that's the only way to release yourself. Or to be released, to let Christ release you. And we also need to do it daily. We need to do it every day. Please don't let sin keep you enslaved. Don't let it tie you up. Lay it down. If you truly want to be free and spiritually free, let it go. Say, Lord, please forgive me. Turn away. Walk towards Jesus. Don't let these things tie you up. Give them to Jesus. He says, That's why Jesus came, that's why he suffered. That's why he died. That's why he rose again on the third day. It's for us. 
Again, if you want to know, know who Jesus did all those things for, before you leave today, I've got a picture of that person here. I have two. There's one in each bathroom back here on the wall. And when you look into that picture, you're going to see, you're going to look in the eyes of the person that Jesus died for. The reason why he came. The reason why he died. Yeah, he died for us collectively, but he died for each one of us individually, so we don't have to be bound up by sin. See, the slave doesn't have a permanent place in the household, but the son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you will be free indeed. Are you free this morning? If you're not, I pray that you, you come to this altar and you let that sin go. You lay it here and you walk away. And you walk towards Jesus Christ. Again, with the sole purpose to walk towards him, to be more like him every day. See, because what Jesus has done for us, we have a place in his household forever. We're in his family. Praise the Lord. We are free indeed. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for setting us free. Lord, thank you for, for sending Jesus. Lord, thank you for Je sending Jesus for us. Thank you for sending Jesus for me. Lord, I pray that if there's anyone here, anyone listening online, Lord, that's just not ready to give that sin up, Lord. That they feel today that uh, the only way they can be set free is to lay it at your feet. Lord, I pray they do that. Being bound is not fun. Being limited, Lord, when we know that we have all the power through you, but we're so tied up that we can't do what you called us to do, Lord. I just pray that... Uh, that we all repent, Lord. We all lay that sin down. and Lord, because you've made us free. In Jesus' name, amen.